0: I'm Ken McGuire. This is Tech Talk Season 3, Episode 4 on KCLR Drive. You can catch the show weekdays 3 until 5.30pm we do Tech Talk with Black Knight Solutions on Thursdays just after 4 o'clock. Today on the show we're talking about the scandal around FaceApp and do we really know what's going on with our data when we use it. If you're using quote-unquote a dodgy box to watch Premier League football for the forthcoming season or you have been on bike sharing in Dublin and Instagram rolling out Ireland only trials what's it all about we put the questions to Alan O'Reilly from Black Knight Solutions this is Tech Talk Tech Talk on KCLR with Black Knight for domain names web hosting email and all things cloud another week another Thursday another busy world in the land of all things technology joined on the line by Alan O'Reilly from Black Knight Solutions in Carlo. how are you sir how are things
1: very good, very good sir, thanks very much.
0: Excellent, all, all good in the world of Black Knight and all good in Carlo.
1: Yeah, yeah, all good. Busy, busy, but uh, all good here in Cardiff. That's the
0: important thing, uh, Alan. First thing I want to I want to put you and uh, we. This this has been like the probably the the hottest uh, app related, internet related, gadget related story uh, all week long. Everybody is going mad uh, to age themselves through artificial intelligence and AI technology using FaceApp. It's become the number one free app, and most downloaded app in the play store the app store in over a hundred countries uh, and we're all kind of reveling in how dashing we're going to look in about a hundred years time but this may come with uh, some consequences what's what's the story what do we know so far
1: well the first thing is i went to download the app and it turned out i already had it because this came out in 2017 um and It was initially kind of, it was there and it kind of got a bit of traction, but it kind of died off very quickly and not a lot of people used it. However, it came back recently and with social media, hashtag face uh, app challenge, it's gone a bit more viral. So a lot of people have been downloading and using the app. So there's a couple of things I suppose to cover. The first thing is, yes, the app is owned by a Russian company that has a head office in St. Petersburg. The second thing is the servers that they're using are stored in the U.S., so outside of the EU, and the next thing is when you grant access to your photos or to your camera for the app to take a picture or to choose a picture you already have stored, it uses that picture and it uploads it to their servers in the U.S., and it then does some magic and makes you look a little older or younger or depending on in-app purchases you can Change the color of your hair, etc. So, one of the things that was flagged was one researcher said that they started seeing all of their pictures being uploaded to the app, which obviously is not a good thing. Now, other researchers have tested that and have found no evidence to support that and also the company has denied that. So I think that's probably a bit of a a misnomer. But if you do give it images, so you take a nice selfie or you pick a picture of yourself or somebody else, Mm. it does send it to their server in the US. It does some magic on it and it delivers it back looking like maybe a slightly older or younger self. Now, what a lot of people are looking at then is the terms of service that this company has if you go and dig into the small print, which I suppose a lot of people don't typically do, and it says we can use these images for whatever we want and basically we don't have to give you anything for it and it goes on in a bit more detail. So that's true. However, if you look at the Twitter and Facebook terms and conditions, they're not that dissimilar. So I suppose it's very good to have an awareness that you are giving a company your images um, and that they have terms of service and what they can do with those and when you sign up, you agree to those but it's good to look at it in the context of what you may also be using without thinking about that. So you might upload pictures of yourself or even your kids or your family to Facebook and not blink an eye. But then all of a sudden somebody says, "Oh, you're not using the Face app because that's a Russian company that owns that." So, you know, it's it all has to be taken in in the context, I suppose, of, of how we use apps and phones, et these days.
0: Do you think that we're just? Uh, I, I I was trying I was trying to think of an example, and I'm fairly sure there's an episode of The Simpsons years ago when iTunes was getting going, and Lisa ignores the terms and conditions that you <laughs> that you go to click through, and it turns out to be like this 500 and something page document that she skips, and then ends up owing Apple like thousands. And thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, do you think we're we're still, you know, even with all the with all the privacy stuff and all the concerns over GDPR and all these pop-ups, that we're still just a little bit too too eager to get into something or just go, ah, sure, it's only a photo. It'll be grand. Or sure. what harm is that? And then next thing you know, uh, your aged face is plastered all over the the internet or on big billboards because these companies go, actually, yeah, we can use these. We can, yeah, we can do with them what we want.
1: Are we a bit too? Yeah, I, again, it's probably a balancing act. So probably a lot of people are a little bit keen and maybe a little bit naive and don't have any idea of what's in the terms and conditions. But then if you were to read the terms and conditions for absolutely everything in complete detail, you probably would end up not doing a lot of things. Even product productivity in terms of what you might want to do might suffer. So there's a balancing act and it's about being aware and it's about being... I suppose going into these things with your eyes wide open and understanding that if you take a picture and you submit it to anybody or any company or any app that there are terms and conditions and likely in this day and age they will take that and be able to use it for whatever purposes they deem necessary. The problem I suppose as well is is that technology is changing so a photo of yourself you know maybe a few years ago wouldn't have necessarily been a big issue But now that facial recognition has grown a lot Mm -hmm. and you can unlock somebody's iPhone um, by looking at it. So I look at my iPhone and pick it up and it looks at me. It says that's Alan O'Reilly. I'm going to unlock that and give me access to it. The problem is, is that if somebody uses my image to be able to recreate a 3D model to make themselves look like me, steals my phone and uses my face, which isn't my face, to unlock it or if they start using facial recognition maybe to track your activities on CCTV that is public in other countries. For example, China has a lot of reports of facial recognition that they're working on and they can track people easily and see where they're going and what shops they're going into, et cetera. And it can also be used then even for purchases. So we do have to be aware that not only are we signing up to terms and conditions, but also what we're giving them may not have been very much use five years ago but what we give them now could have a different use today, and certainly in five years' time, a photo of yourself could be much more open to abuse.
0: Okay. Do we know if, uh, do we know through using FaceApp if you upload a photo, is there any other information going? Like, do they get your location? Do they get your name? Do they get anything like that?
1: They get they get your personal details that you have um, submitted. They don't uh, make it clear exactly on some of that and they say that they need to update the terms and conditions because you can submit a request to delete but it's kind of a manual ticket system Mm -hmm. they did respond to one inquiry to say that they typically delete images within 40 hours from their servers now typically doesn't mean always and obviously again you're relying on the word of you know a company that is not necessarily bound by either either irish law or eu law so one of the things as well is gdpr can have a lot of benefits, but it's only applicable to certain companies in terms of if you're not inside the EU and you don't do business with the EU, then you may not be applicable to GDPR at all. Or if you do do business within the EU, but you make it as part of terms and conditions that there's exemptions, well, then I suppose you don't want to be thinking, well, GDPR has me be covered because it may not quite be as much as easy as that.
0: Okay, well, we'll we'll park that one there for the minute, because there's, there's a lot to chew on it. That's all about uh, face app, and if you're just joining us, it's tech talk uh, on Thursday. Alan O'Reilly from Black Knight Solutions, and Carlo is on the line. Uh, one of the articles I, I spotted during the week, and we had a bit of a, a tic-tac on it on Monday's show. Um, there's there's a lot of people use these. Uh, uh, I suppose the the fun name for them might be dodgy boxes, um, but you get the you get the Android boxes that uh, allow you to install certain apps. And these certain apps may uh, give you access to, I suppose, illegal streams, TV streams, but uh, match streams and Premier League streams uh, are a big one in particular. The new season is less than a month away at this stage. uh, But now we've seen a couple of ISPs uh, up in court and been served with orders to start blocking these services. What's the crack there?
1: Yeah, so the, the English Premier League football matches, I suppose, is the target here. Um, and the Football Association actually took the case, which a lot of people would have thought it was maybe, you know, the TV channels like Sky and BT, et cetera, that have the rights. But it was actually the league themselves who sells the rights. And they have got an order that they can provide URLs or IP addresses of streams in near real time and ask the ISPs to block that. So what that means in reality is if you're somebody who has been using web streams on your laptop or on your phone or using apps, as you say, especially Android apps, or maybe even some of these dodgy boxes as they're called, you may find that the streams start going dead um, a couple of minutes into the match, or before the match or halfway through the match because they are actively monitoring the streams and they're going to have have the ability to submit the details of those streams to the to the internet companies that give people broadband and if you're using one of those companies for your broadband then they will block the internet traffic from going to that server that is producing the stream and thus your television uh, signal in terms of your you know well it's not signal but stream but it'll look yeah, like yeah. there's nothing there because the stream will go dead so this is i suppose is something that has you know been going on for for many years and the, the, the money that's involved in, in Premier League football and the rights to that is obviously not insignificant and if you're paying for all the matches it's it you know it's changed. Back in the day Sky had the rights. Then you had BT and then in Ireland you have the three PM kickoffs with Air Sport and then you have Satanta and now you have Amazon starting to do some of the um some of the streaming of Premier League matches. You also have eleven sports that are getting some of the rights Facebook are actually looking at getting some of the rights yeah. for streaming matches, so it's it's much more moving away from a traditional traditional satellite signal to get the TV matches. It's moving more and more towards legal streams. So what this these these organisations now are looking to do is try and crack down on the illegal streams to protect. I suppose their brand and 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 their revenue stream. So, if you have um, one of these boxes and you are looking forward to the Premier League, you may find that you have to have start looking at the legal route to view the matches. Be it going to uh, you know a pub that maybe has has the, the rights to show it and on its week screen, or paying for one of these services. And as I say, the problem is it's not just about getting maybe Sky Television. You also have to pay for BT or Air or even Amazon, etc. So there may be a couple of subscriptions required to be able to see all the matches. So it'll be interesting to see from a from a technical point of view for the ISPs. It's quite easy for them to implement this block. It's not. It's not that um, you know. I suppose technically difficult to do it. Yeah. It's more how how quickly can they get the, the details to them.
0: Curious. I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really curious to see how how it works, particularly the 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 bit where they say, look, we'll we'll be reviewing it during the match as well. So if a certain match that was on a stream kind of went dead and then appears somewhere else, that they they look like they'll be able to nip it in the bud. But I mean, we're we're being driven like nobody thought. Uh, a couple of years ago, nobody thought we'd play or we'd pay for music downloads and now everybody's gone mad for Spotify and nobody thought we'd pay for TV and movies and everybody's mad for Netflix and Prime and all of these stuff. I know it all adds up, uh, but we're, we're kind of going in that direction. Uh, one of the quirky stories, a uh, uh, cool one and a, and a bit of a light one, uh, Google Maps have added bike sharing uh, to the maps. Like, if you're if you're a regular in Dublin and we've got a lot of people who uh, commute from Carlow and commute from Kilkenny uh, and go in around Dublin and you're rely on the bike scheme uh, to get in and get out it can be kind of hard tracking down a bike or returning a bike or knowing where there's a a good stash if you're if you're looking for one um so what uh, explain what they they've done here can i can i open google maps and now see bikes are are available or what's the crack
1: yeah, so basically the, the Dublin Bike app has already had this functionality. So if you're a heavy user of, of Dublin bikes, you'll probably already kind of think that this is something that's been there. But this is trying to bring it to a wider range. So maybe, you know, a lot of people rely, rely on Google Maps now and you're in one side of the city and you're looking at kind of, you know, where's the bus? Or maybe you're trying to find a taxi and then you put into Google Maps, how long will it take me to walk there? But then there's also the option to cycle there but how maybe there's a, you know, there's Dublin bikes, but where's the nearest Dublin bike you know rack that has bikes, first of all? And then is there any free bikes there? Because what often used to happen was you'd go down and there mightn't be any bikes there. Um, so this is going to, in real time, relay the information from basically IOT, an Internet of Things company that is monitoring that and put it into Google Maps. So you will know that there's a bike stand that's 150 meters down this road And there is 10 free bikes there. And if I get there, I'll be able to uh, use a bike. And I'm going to go to maybe the other side of the city. It's going to take me 25 minutes to cycle there. And there's a bike rack over there that has free space for me to return the bike. Because not only do you need to find a bike that's available, Mm -hmm. but you also need to find parking space to return the bike. So this will do both. So it will make it much easier for maybe the much more ad hoc, Casual users who might think about using Dublin bike, but don't have the Dublin bike app installed aren't too familiar with it Um, And it's great to see this type of technology because the first thing when I read this technology was I'd love to see it applied to the rollout of electric car chargers. Now the ESB to be fair have an app that does do something like this the connectivity and the updating is not unfortunately where you'd like it to be now obviously the the concept is the same so it's going to become much more a thing of internet of things and that's exactly what this is which is internet of things basically means everything is connected to the internet and then it updates in real time so you'll be able to see in real time how many bikes is free but then also as i say for electric car charging points you'll be able to see how many charging points there are, how many are occupied, um, and it, it's it's an interesting development, and it's it's great to see you know something like Google Maps integrating it, so it becomes more available to I suppose a wider audience.
0: Well, considering the the government are looking to get a push on and, and really drive the number of electric cars on the road and the, the scrapping of diesel and all of this kind of stuff uh, it sounds like it's a, an absolute step in the right direction uh, last one uh, last one I have for you is one that I'm I'm really really interested in uh, I I love uh, <laughs> according according to my phone and I have recently started tracking my uh, my screen time on my phone because it came as part of the the latest round of updates on it uh, and seemingly I spent a an awful lot of time, I spend uh, an awful lot of time on Instagram. Uh, yeah, Not so much on the posting photo side of things, but certainly looking for content, looking for photos, looking for videos, watching stories, all of these things. Uh, but looking at pictures
1: of food, I bet. <laughs>
0: yes, you know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> You know me so well. It's all about the food these days. Um, so, <laughs> uh, well, food, food things aside, um, uh, Instagram announced, and it's it's a very interesting one, they're going to remove the number of uh, likes. Uh, they're going to remove showing you the number of likes that are on images. Uh, we've seen it for years. Like People are going, oh my God, I'm so popular. My Facebook thing has this amount of likes and my tweets got this amount of retweets and these amount of likes. And people hang their hats. Influencers, quote quote. quote-unquote, influencers, uh, in particular on how many likes an image gets. Is the world going to fall apart? Uh, And is Twitter going to go into a meltdown in Ireland if you cannot see those likes? Because that's the plan, isn't it? They're going to remove them.
1: Yeah, so Instagram has tried this, and they've trialed it in Canada, but they're picking it for Ireland now as well. So as exactly that, it's going to hide the likes. To be honest with you, the reasoning behind it is quite good. It, it wants to take out the competitive nature of posting to social media. So there's even songs about this. I was just trying to say, as you think about it, you know, there's a song where talking about taking a selfie and, you know, I put up a selfie five minutes ago and nobody's liked it yet. Should I take it down? And I suppose that's more where they're looking at, I suppose, especially the, the Instagram users can be a little bit younger. Some of them, it can be used by, you know, teenagers a lot. And if you put up a picture of yourself, and you get one like, or you know maybe only three likes, and then you look at somebody else who's posted a picture and they've got hundred and fifty likes. It feels like you know maybe it's a competition, and do people not like what I look like? They do not like my you know whatever way I took the picture. So they're looking to try and remove the competitive nature and to make it more, I suppose, about liking what you want to like as well, rather than maybe following the crowd. So like the sheep kind of mentality. Yeah. So if you see a picture that has 150 likes on it, you might think, oh, everyone's liking that. I may may like that as well. And it kind of becomes a sheep mentality. So rather than genuinely, you know, that the fact that you actually do like it, you might want to be seen to like it. Or, you know, even in in some social circles, a lot of people look at who liked the picture. And it could become a thing in teenager circle where that person didn't like it. Why didn't that person like my picture? What's wrong with me? They liked that other picture. Do you know? So it becomes very much a challenge. Now, the bad about it is is that the people who post it will still be able to see the business pages will still be able to see a lot of this content. So it's going to be hidden from the public view. When you're scrolling through Instagram, you're not going to see it. But if you're someone who's an influencer and maybe you're relying on your reach and your likes and your comments to maybe get you know brand recognition for mm. something, you'll still be able to see how many people have liked your image. So it's going to have it in the back end but it's just not going to be publicly there in in the general f- feed for everyone to see it. So they hope that it'll improve, you know, I suppose the real likes versus people following, oh, yeah. you know, or again, as I say, the competitive nature of it.
0: Cool. Okay. Something to keep a something to keep an eye on. I'm just I'm I'm really curious. I have I have like images of of people running around on fire, thinking that the world is coming to an end because Instagram isn't behaving. But that's that's a, that's <laughs> the slight the slight the cynic in me. Uh, Alan O'Reilly, uh, Black Knight Solutions, and Carlo, thanks a million. Uh, if people are looking to get in touch, say hi. Queries on uh, all things domain names, hosting, cloud. What's the best way to reach you guys?
1: blacknight.com and there's phone numbers there Um, there's a carlo phone number an international phone number or you can pop us a, an email or there's even a live chat if you want to jump on that so blacknight.com is the best way to contact
0: all over the place excellent Alan O'Reilly Black Knight Solutions thank you very much we will do this again Thursday fortnight Tech, Tech Talk on KCLR With Black Knight, for
1: domain names, web hosting, email, and all things cloud.
0: If you like what you hear, join me weekdays on KCLR Drive from 3 o'clock. You can email me at any stage as Ken at kclr96fm.com and you'll find out more chats, more interviews, more news and views on the blog. kclr96fm.com slash drive.